Welcome to Honey, I'm Homeschooling the Kids, a podcast that steps into alternative education, parenting, and living a funner, fuller family life. I'm Robin, home educator, unschooling mom to two funny, eclectic kids, and we're here to create a space for families to listen, connect, learn from others, and be inspired. Join us every two weeks to hear interviews and tips from experts in learning, education, and parenting, and stories from families that are playing full out in the arena of life and education. World schooling, unschooling, alternative schooling, homeschooling, or just creating a whole new style of learning. Welcome to Honey, I'm Homeschooling the Kids. My name is Robin Robertson, and I'm the creator and host of this podcast. Thank you for being here, and I'm always happy that you can join, support the show, share your words of encouragement, suggestions, questions. Keep it coming. I truly appreciate it. Uh, If there's other ways that you want to receive support or insight or community, I recommend that you go to my website where there's the list of episodes that we have, so many episodes. We're getting close to 150, actually, um, and other ways that I provide support and community, whether that's my masterclass, which has now started, and I'm loving it, so much fun, uh, and there will be another one in the new year, uh, my one-on-one coaching support, Patreon community, which is such a wonderful support for the podcast and ways I get to support patrons as well, and links to things like our clubhouse community and more. So I definitely recommend you go to the website. Another way too is to join my newsletter. And in that newsletter, I share a lot of insights I don't share on the podcast or social media or other places as well. And it's a great way to hear more about our story and our learning journey too. So you can sign up for the newsletter through the website And just there's a part that says, you know, join the ride, join the ride, sign up there. And I truly appreciate it and be in touch. And actually, it's a great time when you get an email from me, just hit reply and respond. And I've met some wonderful people that way and had some fantastic conversations. So today is just a quick little episode that I wanted to share and to talk about, you know, I've been sharing on social media a little bit about, you know, building your environment. And it's an extension of what I've been talking about leading up to the masterclass here and, you know, really setting up and looking forward towards your learning future, towards even your your year. Um, You know, I always talk about the importance of first understanding your values and guiding purpose and having that be your center point or your roadmap for this life learning journey. When you have, when you're clear on your values and guiding purpose, that's something you can always come back to. When you have a choice to make, you can go back to, okay, so what's really important to us? What's our values and guiding purpose? And does this choice, does it align with that? Will it help us in that foundation? Will that support, keep supporting and building that foundation for us and for our children? Or will that completely go against it or impact it in a way we don't want to? That helps to make a clear choice when you have a decision to make. When you're clear on your values and guiding purpose, it's also such a a grounding force when you have naysayers, people who are doubters, who um, come to you with their own fears and doubts and, and expectations. You know, when people ask, well, how do you respond to people who don't support what you do? 
it's my response comes from, well, we do this because this is what's important. This is our values and guiding purpose. And it really is a great way to respond, to explain, or, you know, really be comfortable with not having to explain anything. You know, this is what we do. This is what's right for us. This is what's important. And this is how homeschooling or unschooling supports that. Thank you so much for your concern, though. Leave it at that. Um, so, you know, there's, and it also, of course, your values and guiding purpose helps you to, you know, shape that future, or lay that foundation now for what is to come. Because that's the other thing. Those shift and change. Everything shifts and change. But by building that foundation, you know, your, your roots are strong then it's you're not going to be blown over easily the changes you can process reflect on be present with and adapt to and with as well you know i also talk about the importance of the de-schooling process and with de-schooling um you know it's letting go of those ideas or expectations or schoolish beliefs around childhood learning parenting um play all of those fundamentals that go into our idea of how we think learning can only happen or should only happen or with whom and understanding that learning is so intrinsically guided and innate for us. And by shifting our beliefs and values around that, by letting go in that de-schooling process and learning about ourselves and reflecting through it, that also helps our family's learning journey. And then the next part, you know, is building our learning environment. And I've, you know, I've, these things I've talked about in posts or on in my email as well. And, you know, a lot of, for example, unschooling and even homeschooling is matching with our children's interests and, you know, focus and what they love. And, you know, the question's usually like, well, but then how do I do that? And they still finish their curriculum. Or how do I do that? And they still meet their benchmarks. But how do I allow them to follow their interests, but then get them interested in the things they should be interested in? And, um, you know, that is something that I will be talking about more. And let me just say for just a quick moment, you know, when we're supporting interests, we're supporting interests. Um, when we're homeschooling or we're unschooling, especially with unschooling, it's not about trying just another way to get our kids or to, um, I don't want to use the word manipulate, but try to get our kids to do things that we really want them to do, but in a different way. It's really supporting their interests. Uh, unschooling is when the learner guides the who, what, where, and when of their learning, and it's their why. They're motivated by their why, not by our why or uh, a different person's why. It's their own internal motivation. But here's a few ideas I wanted to leave with you today on building that learning environment. Because I've seen a few pictures and questions lately about, you know, what else should I add? I've got the curriculum. I've set up our schoolroom. Please share pictures of your schoolroom. Um, what else should I put in here? What should I take away? And wow, I'm like, some of these places, I, wow, like just how they're organized and set up beautiful, just so, you know, intact and they, you know, I, it's wonderful, absolutely wonderful. So, you know, there's a few things because I know sometimes we can put a lot of time, minutes, hours, days, weeks into setting up these learning spaces, these school spaces, and just a few things I would like to leave you with today to keep in mind. 
So when you're setting up the learning space, and often, um, you know, we call it a school space, <laughs> I, I, I first want you to think about the idea between setting up your homeschool classroom, your school space, or your learning space. Um, your homeschool classroom or your school space can actually be very different from your learning space. So I just want you to think about that for a moment. Does it have to be a school space for it to be a learning space? Does it? <laughs> what does learning really fully truly mean to you? What does school mean? Are they one and the same? Are they always interchangeable? So when we're creating that space, there's a few things that do help. I, I know we first I know we want to get everything, have all of the manipulatives, have all of the curriculum, all of the educational toys, all of the books, fiction and nonfiction, um, all of the supplies. But one thing that actually does help is sometimes a lot of too much can be too much. And for everyone's sake, sometimes keeping things simple and clean and, and a bit more minimal helps. So if you have like stacks and stacks of books, curriculum, pens and pencils and paper, and it's piled up on the wall, you know, and toys along with that, maybe think about if you do have something planned for the week or month, is, that, is it possible just to have that available for now? that space to be fairly minimal and simple so that um, things don't become overwhelming. One for either your kids or for you as a parent, cleaning up, getting others to help you to clean up if that's something um, that you're that might be a struggle, um, and just keeping it simple and minimal, and it helps with organization and time. And, and that's the other part of it is I know homeschooling for parents that are homeschooling, you know, time is, your personal time is really important. Uh, so as much as you can keep that, as you can build on your personal time, because how you take care of yourself and have your personal time and mindset actually is really part of homeschooling because that is modeled and reflected for your kids as well. So before you load everything into that space, maybe think of what's most important. And here's a suggestion. If you have a Rubbermaid container or something that you can neatly store something, you know, interchange things. So maybe one month have some stuff out, say it's even educational toys, and then interchange it out for other things the next month. Um, and you know, some things can always be a stay. Maybe Lego is a constant that you always want to have out and accessible. I know my kids would just, there was a space where they just, their Lego was always out because they always built and added onto it. And we encourage that. Uh, but maybe there's some other things that you notice are never, you notice are never being touched. Maybe put them away for a little bit. Uh, if you want to reintroduce them in another time or just to give some more space as well. Uh, so here's another part as well. Um, fun. Learning is fun. <laughs> and I know sometimes we want to keep it neat and organized and on schedule, but some of the best learning happens when it's not neat and organized on, on, and on schedule. So within that space as well, that's something to consider. Is it fun? Is it joyful? And is it a place that's not only relaxed, but where our kids can feel safe? When they go in, they're not feeling like their shoulders are tight or they're worried about the work that they're going to do. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, there's been some 
contention around math or handwriting or I don't know what. I'm just throwing it out there. But we want the space, our learning, our home, because remember, this is still our home, to be inviting and comfortable and safe. So the spaces that we are creating and building on, that's what we really, truly want. Are they comfortable? Are they inviting? And do our kids feel safe there? Because ultimately, you learning to, to learn, we're learning, we learn, we best learn when we feel safe. So that's something to consider as well. I know um, Monica Cochran's episode is a great one where she talks about the importance of our learning environment and natural learning and feeling safe. Uh, as well, um, oh, I'm trying to think of my other episode that I have as well. I'll link it in the show notes, the episodes that really talk about the importance of that. Social-emotional learning as well um, are is very key, and I'll link those in the show notes. Okay, the other part of it, too, is, you know, allowing for interest if it's something where it's building, it's it's art, it's creating, it's um, problem solving, offering those items. So whether it's, you know, manipulatives where it's just like shells, rocks, paints, paper, or it's even doing things outside, having natural supplies. Uh, You know, honestly, sometimes the best resource box is the recycling box and all of the things that you can create because, you know, it's stuff that's most likely going to be taken out to recycling that nobody cares if it's like ripped or broken. And that is kind of that treasure of, okay, here's something that is not, we don't have to keep it in this certain way, but we can create and build and do something different with it. And, you know, the ironic thing about that, it's usually not stuff that you go out and spend a whole lot of money for to keep, you know, to add to this educational, and quotes, needs. Um, it's just, it's recycling. And there's so many cool things that come out of that. So sometimes it's looking around and saying, okay, actually, we have this learning space already available. It's in things like that, the recycling box. It's the outside, the, out, the backyard, the front yard. It's the park that's close to us. Um, maybe it's fall time, depending where you live and the leaves and the pine cones and the twigs on the ground that you're collecting, the flowers that you're drying and you're bringing into the house. Um, maybe it's the bugs that you've found and that your, you know, your kids have put into a bug box or that they're just watching as they get ready for the wintertime. All of those things are naturally occurring around your space, uh, and it's often not something that you need to go out and purchase or to organize or to schedule around. Just food for thought. And the last part that I wanted to share is this. I know often we spend hours or days or weeks planning, getting things ready and organized, and then, or this beautiful school room or learning room and I recently you can check my Instagram and Facebook I shared the reel I created on that and then what happens is you are loving your homeschooling life you're getting into the flow of it but nobody uses that space that you created (laughs) and what happens and this happens often because I know many homeschooling and unschooling parents that tell me the same thing that that space becomes a storage room or that corner becomes a storage corner for all of those things that you bought and you planned for, but you end up never taking out, never using, 
as you get to know your kids more and their interests and needs and wants, you realize, okay, maybe that curriculum did not fit them at all. Or maybe they just did not, that just it was not a fit for them and they told you so once you got going. Uh, and often it just ends up becoming a storage space or a space just to shove all those things. I have a friend who talks about their closet is their subscription box closet. And all of the subscription boxes that they've um, had, he showed, he showed me, it's like it, there's the piles of, in the closet, not the piles. It's organized in the closet, but it's just not used. There are boxes that are unopened. So just keep in mind that maybe before we jump into having to create that perfect space, um, step back. And again, this is going back to the beginning of de-schooling, taking time to de-school and understand what's really important. Uh, what's your what's your core values and guiding purpose, but also, you know, what does what does your family really want this learning life to look like? Where, where does everyone want to find joy and connection, love, peace, adventure? You know, the, what, what, those are the, your core values, right? That's what's important to you and your family uh, or for your kids. You know, what are they and what are the activities, spaces, interests that best support that? And, you know, you might not need a planned schoolroom at all. You just might need some space outside, or a connection to a mentor who can help share all about those specific interests and things that they've created that your family or your child is interested in that they know all about. Or um, it's just space in the kitchen, being together, cooking or baking or creating there. Or it's experiencing um, documentaries and talking about it, traveling the world, road road schooling, um, visiting grandparents and hearing more about your family stories and connections. Uh, And then those conversations that happen within those spaces become the richest learning experience that we could ever want and imagine. So that's my suggestion I'm leaving with you today, is before you jump all in, and plan, create, organize, step back, ask what's most important, find that out, listen and reflect, take time to think of all the shoulds that you're worried about in this learning process that many often, that oftentimes look, your shoulds belong to schooling, but maybe they don't meet your needs and expectations at all. And maybe that's the reason why you decided to homeschool in the first place, but we're just forgetting that. Or maybe those shoulds or expectations are actually not yours. They belong to somebody else in your past or present. So, and by stepping back and taking that time and de-schooling, it's, you know, it, it allows us to find more joy and connection and comfort as well. So I'd love to hear your reflections on that and maybe what that looks like in your learning life, your family's learning life right now, how that shifted and changed or how it will shift and change. Take care and just contact DM me on Instagram, Facebook, email me, or if you are on my newsletter list, just respond, press reply to my emails. Take care. Thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, leave a review or comment. I'd love to hear your thoughts, ideas, and reflections on the episode. 
You can go to the website, imhomeschooling.com, or email me directly, robin at imhomeschooling.com. 